0: Irene Gakwa moved to the United States with hopes and dreams of working in the healthcare industry. But one online dating site may have opened the door for evil to walk through and strip her of any hope for her dreams to come true, ever. This is Killer Heart to Hearts.
1: Welcome back to a special bonus episode of Killer Heart to Hearts. I am Will.
0: And I'm Elise. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us on this bonus episode. Now, the case that we're covering today is one that I first heard about when it broke about a year ago. I had periodically kept tabs on it, and I was hoping for either some good news or for closure for Irene's family. But it's been nearly 18 months, and we don't have either. So I wanted to get the story out in hopes that we can spread the word and either bring her home or seek justice for Irene.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, the more people that hear about a case like this, the better. Um, you know, it is an active case. So, um, you know, the the more word that we can get out, you know, hopefully can help to bring about a positive resolution to this.
0: Absolutely. So this special bonus episode is called, Where is Irene Gakwa? On February 24th, 2022, Irene Gakwa called her parents in Nairobi, Kenya via WhatsApp video messenger, as she often did. She moved to the States three years earlier to spread her wings and attend nursing school. She settled in Boise, Idaho because her two brothers lived there and leaving her parents was hard enough. So moving to a foreign place where she still had family was a logical decision for the shy and introverted Irene. For the most part, Irene seemed like herself, but there was an underlying sadness that seemed to show through to Irene's father, Francis Cambo, on this particular call. Irene seemed more tired than usual, and her five one 90 90-pound frame seemed even thinner than normal. They ended their call with her father suggesting that she try to relax and drink warm milk. She likely agreed and heeded her father's advice after hanging up. She was a daddy's girl, after all, who loved and respected him. She told him everything. At least, her dad thought she told him everything. But for nearly two years now, she had left something out of their conversations. Something major. She had met someone. A boyfriend. And she was no longer living in Boise, Idaho, which is where Francis thought his daughter was calling him from on this particular day. She was now living in Gillette, Wyoming, where she had moved seven months earlier with her now fiancé, Nathan Heitman. Francis Cambo also had no way of knowing... That call on February 24th, 2022, would be the last time he would speak to his daughter. Now, this case is very much an active one, so I don't want to muddle it too much with my own personal opinions, but of course, it is difficult to do when all the evidence seems to point in one direction. But the thing is, Irene is still missing. And until she is found, we don't have proof that a crime was committed at all. So what I have for you today are the facts that we know so far. Take away from it what you will. Fact number one. Irene and Nathan met on a Craigslist forum and began dating in the spring of 2020 and moved in together soon after. They lived together for a year before moving to Wyoming. According to her dad, Francis, Irene was always shy and reserved. She didn't venture out of the house often and would rather stay home and read than go out with friends. So the fact that she signed up for the Craigslist personals seemed a bit out of character for her. But she may have been trying something new and stepping out of her comfort zone. Irene had been living with her brother, sister-in-law and their children when she first moved to the States. moved in with Nathan soon after they met.
1: Now that's interesting because I actually have a theory about that. This was the early days of COVID, the spring of 2020. So the fact that she signed up for a Craigslist forum isn't really indicative of somebody who's going out all the time because nobody was going out all the time at that time. You know, maybe she, like everyone, was lonely and knew that, you know, if she found somebody, maybe it would make going through the lockdowns and, you know, all of the things that that followed um, that were just beginning to to become present at this time, maybe it would make all that easier for her.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a great analysis of this. Um, we don't really have many of the details of, you know, their courtship in the beginning, but that would definitely make sense. Fact number two, Irene and Nathan moved to Gillette, Wyoming in July, 2021, where she enrolled in nursing school at Gillette College. Clearly, Irene's brother and his family would have known about Nathan since she lived with her brother, Chris, and then moved out of his house and in with Nathan. But they didn't know the whole story as you'll soon hear. When Chris found out she was moving away from Boise, he worried about her. Irene was a homebody and extremely close with her family. She regularly called her parents. But when her brothers started hearing from her less and less after her move, they grew concerned for her well-being. However, they didn't seem to mention this to their father or mother back in Kenya. Perhaps they were protecting their parents from concerns that they had no control over. Fact number three. Irene spoke to her parents almost every day via WhatsApp video call. February 24th, 2022 was the last call she made to them. On March 3rd, Francis received a WhatsApp message from his daughter. But instead of putting him at ease, it only raised more concerns. One message read, Dad, I dropped my phone in the water, and now the microphone doesn't work. Another message said, I just want you to know I love and miss you and mom. Now, these were not written the way Irene spoke. She often wrote and spoke in a mixture of English and Swahili. These sounded more robotic, as if Google Translate was being used. Frances responded to the messages by saying, We miss you. We want to see you, not just chat on WhatsApp. We love you always. You will be my daughter forever. There was no response after that. Irene and her two brothers all shared a cell phone family plan. When they couldn't reach her, they did some investigating on their own. As they looked through her phone records, they found a number she had called regularly. It was of a close friend who told them about the truth of where she had been living and who she had been living with. Irene's brothers knew she had dated Nathan Heitman in the past, but it had been under the impression that the relationship had ended a while ago and never guessed that she had made the move away from Boise with Nathan. March 20th, 2022... Irene Gakwa was officially reported missing to the Gillette Police Department by her family.
1: Yeah, so when they knew that Irene had moved, like, did they just think that she had moved by herself, like, to go to school or something?
0: Yeah, I believe that that was the impression they were under. Um, She had transferred schools. She was at a different school while she was in Boise, and then she had transferred when she moved to Gillette. And I don't know what she had told them, um, but she had been keeping up the charade. She had been keeping this secret for a while. So she potentially knew that he was bad news or there was something that she was protecting herself or her family from. Who knows?
1: Yeah, because there's a reason why she didn't tell her parents about the relationship at all, you know? Um, and there's a reason why she then didn't tell her brothers that the relationship was ongoing and she was moving to another state with him. Like that's a pattern with this particular guy, Nathan. And I wonder why.
0: Yeah, definitely. I do also think that, um, Nathan had a history of being very possessive. And so um, I'm not sure if he had some kind of influence on her, and that's why maybe she didn't t- tell anyone. Um, maybe he was trying to distance her from her family, even though it didn't really work with her parents because she did talk to them regularly.
1: Well, yeah, I mean that is the you know that's that's the the abuser's playbook, you know, to isolate you from your loved ones and and you know take control that way. Um, yeah, who knows.
0: Fact number four, as Irene's boyfriend, and likely the last known person to see her before she disappeared, Nathan Heitman was questioned the very same day as the missing person claim was filed. He told the officer he last saw Irene in late February, when she came home, threw some clothes in two plastic bags, and then left in a dark-colored SUV. He then volunteered some information that didn't sit quite right with any of the officers or Irene's family members. Nathan said he withdrew money from Irene's bank account in order to force her to contact him, and therefore, he could find out where she is. Then he changed her banking account password. What? Now indulge me for a minute as I interject some of my opinions on this claim. Now, there are a number of issues I have with the statement. First, if she left Nathan willingly, she would have brought her credit cards and debit cards with her. Second, he withdrew $3,600 from her bank account and maxed out her credit cards over the course of 90 separate transactions. Now, if he wanted to get her attention, why didn't he do one large transaction and be done with it? then sit by the phone and wait for her to contact him. Third, she never called. So where is she? And fourth, where's the money, Nathan? If your intention wasn't to steal the money, then you should be keeping it in a safe place for her safe return. So where's the money? Okay, rant over.
1: 90 separate transactions.
0: Yes, that is correct.
1: That's not trying to get somebody's attention. That's bleeding an account dry.
0: Absolutely. Fact number five. According to phone records, Irene's phone was last active on March 4th, 2022, eight days after anyone had seen her or spoken to her. And one day after her dad received those bizarre WhatsApp text messages that didn't sound like his daughter, her phone has not pinged on any network since that day. March 8th, 2022, Irene's WhatsApp account is deleted. March 10th, Irene's phone number is deleted. March 20th, Irene's family files that missing persons report. On April 12th, 2022, Gillette police name a person of interest, Nathan Heitman. Fact number six. Some of the items that Nathan purchased while using Irene's debit card to try to lure her back to him were a shovel, boots, and a pair of pants from Walmart. All of these items were found in Nathan's house when they searched it. Another purchase that Nathan made, but was never found, was a 55-gallon metal drum. His neighbors had reported seeing him burn something in his backyard on February 25th, 2022. Nathan Heitman was arrested on May 10th on five felony charges, including transferring money out of Irene's account, deleting her Google email account, and using her credit card. On March 29, 2023, Nathan pled guilty to three charges, including stealing money from Irene Gakwa. He was sentenced to three to six years in prison, as well as three years probation, and ordered to pay more than $13,000 in fines and restitution after pleading guilty to stealing thousands of dollars from her. Nathan Heitman has not been charged with the disappearance of Irene Gakwa. He maintains his original story that she came home from dinner one night in late February 2022, packed her clothes in two plastic bags, told him she was leaving Gillette, Wyoming, got into a dark-colored SUV, and left without a trace. He has not cooperated with investigators on any further details.
1: That all checks out. (laughs) You know, like, what is it with people who disappear people and think that it's a believable story that she just oh i don't know she just got into a strange car one night left all of her shit behind doesn't have you know her her credit cards doesn't have anything she just got into a car and left i don't know where she went why do people think that that's believable
0: yeah who knows um again when we started i tried to keep an open mind and just. Lay out the facts. But as you guys can probably hear, I mean, Will and I both, it's like the evidence just points in one direction. And it's hard to look anywhere else when you're just always pointed in the same direction.
1: Yeah. And it's good on the prosecution, by the way, for um, charging him with all of that theft and getting him in jail for three to six years, because now at least they know where he is while they investigate what happened to Irene.
0: Yeah. I just hope that they are able to actually find some answers and have some resolve. It has now been almost a year and a half since anyone has heard from the shy, kind-hearted, and caring Irene Gakwa. Her family still has hope that they will one day see her again. But as the days go on, the hope becomes harder and harder to hold on to. If anything, they deserve to have the chance to say a proper goodbye to their beloved daughter, sister, aunt, and friend. Irene was 32 years old at the time of her disappearance. She is 5'1", 89 pounds, a black woman with black hair and brown eyes. According to the website whereisirene.com, which was created by her family and dedicated to finding Irene, she is the youngest of three children and the only girl. Although there are five to six years between each sibling, they are very close and have always supported each other. As kids, their favorite holiday was Christmas. Francis had hoped Irene would come home to Kenya for the holiday in 2022, and was going to buy her plane ticket himself if she couldn't afford it, but he never got a chance to. Irene has always been quiet and enjoyed her independence, but family has always been her number one priority. If anyone has any information regarding her whereabouts or what might have happened to her, please contact the Gillette, Wyoming Police Department. You can also visit www.whereisirene.com for more information on how you can help and read more about Irene's story. I will also link this site in our show notes as well. Thank you for tuning into this bonus episode as we felt an urgent need for a call to action on this case. Irene's family and friends deserve to know what happened, and we will do our part to spread the word.